Kia ora and welcome to the 15th episode of the Kiwi Running Show brought to you by Tempo Fit. I'm Hamish Meacham. I'm Hayden Shearman. And it's great to have you guys along for... And- the- the weekly Tom Walsh update, yeah, basically, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> the Tom Walsh fan club podcast. Yep. Um, no, How it works is each week he does a new PB, a new national record, and we talk about it. And we, yeah, we talk about how great he is, how he's such an average Kiwi bloke, and he's so likable, and yep. he's going to be the best in the world for ages and ages, and it's really <laughs> exciting. I think in, in reference to Tom Walsh, I would say the word exciting about... 12 times a week. So exciting. <laughs> so, so exciting. Yeah, yeah. And, and you would say awesome. Yeah, you probably. you say awesome to yeah, everything. I do. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, for awesome. But he's worked out that trick of just improving by a centimetre. Yeah, Have you noticed yeah. that? I wonder yeah. if he gets a little perk for increasing the national record. National and Oceania so, record. And so what yeah. we're talking about is the uh, over in Croatia, the IAAF World Challenge meeting, our good friend Tom Walsh, through another PB, um, he didn't win. Uh, Ryan Krauser, the Olympic champion, got ahead of him this time, although he has beating, uh, beaten him previously. Um, so he threw a PB of 22-21, which uh, improved his best by centimetre. So pretty bloody good. And he had a good series, so he's quite consistent through. So yeah, If I was the guy measuring that throw, I would have just said it's 22-22, just to make it a nice round number. Yeah, I know, I know. Sounds a lot better. Well, get this, and you may have done this in back in your track days, but he's yeah. run, he's done, not run, because he doesn't run, yeah. <laughs> although, but he's done three PBs in 10 days, which yeah, is pretty cool, and we've, awesome. we've reported them over the last yeah. three shows, so it's pretty cool. He does run, he's actually a pretty good runner. Down in Christchurch, oh, yeah. he did a throws pentathlon, or he kind of helped organise it as part of the track classic, where yeah. they did, a, I think, a shot put, a discus... Um, maybe a javelin and they they all had to run 60 meters and they combined oh, the points from it yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah quite cool be so much better if it was 10k yeah oh, i don't think that would happen <laughs> it'd but be a long you would be certain, like throwers are they look like these big lumbering athletes but they're incredibly quick yeah um yeah. all of that power does translate to to speed and so you know tom walsh would clean any of us up over 100 meters he's kind of you know yeah, probably under twelve seconds. I'd like to think. Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. big, big, fast man. So yeah, excellent. And Jack O'Gill. Yeah, really what can fast. he do? Well, um, when oh, I'd he love was, to see a hundred meters well, between those two. He's, he's run awesome. the hundred meters at the national secondary schools. Um, oh. So as not so much as a senior, but when he was a junior. Yeah. Um, so he made the final um, of wow. the hundred meters at the national secondary schools. So you'd be well under, well under twelve. Oh, yes, yes. Low 11s, yep. high 10s. Yep. Maybe not now because yeah. he's put on a lot of beef since yep. then. Um, but Which yeah. you've got to have to throw the You do. You throw do. the rock. And speaking of a lot of beef, uh, Valerie Adams had a great throw in Belgium in 1957, um, finishing second. Did she finish second? Yeah, second. Yeah. Second to the American girl again. <clears throat> and so it's cool, this little battle between the, the Kiwi top shot putter and the American shot putter in the men's and the women's. Yeah. It's quite cool. No, yeah. 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 Really cool to um, track that yeah. um, over the next few years. Yeah, awesome. looking forward to it. But the the great news is she won the diamond race oh, for awesome. the shot put. So yeah. a bit of extra prize money and, and 
over the course of the season, she was the most consistent best thrower. Yeah, um, awesome. Bummer to, to miss out on the Olympic gold. But like you say, great that she's got some competition. And uh, there's a small event going on in Rio. Have you heard about it, Hayden? Yes, the Paralympics. Yep, and we are going great guns. Obviously, the swimmers are going really well, picking up a lot of medals. But yeah. the athletics team... Um, off to a great start with young Anna Grimaldi, who mm. is a T47, which means she has um, she's missing um, part of her arm, yep. something that she was uh, she was born with. Um, but she had a great long jump competition, was sitting in about third place, so it was pretty. You know, she would have been pretty stoked tracking for a bronze medal, yeah, and then on yeah. the last one, just popped out a 15 centimeter PB to win the gold oh, so and awesome, eh? for anyone who hasn't seen it jump online and have a look at the jump and her more importantly her reaction when it's yeah measured. so cool eh? it's, it's a piece of yeah. um kind of sporting gold it's yeah it's pretty magical so literally she did really well gold. Yeah, yeah and it was kind of similar to that eliza mccartney celebration when she got the yeah. bronzes yeah. that same sort of just absolute elation and a lot of parallels yeah two extremely talented kind of vivacious is that the right word kind of outgoing electric personality so yeah. really good and then the other big news uh, a guy we've talked about quite a bit Liam Malone our blade runner um, came second in the 100 meters yeah so really, we just watched that video watched the replay yeah man, it's a cool race it's crazy yeah. and so what we saw was Liam he's got quite big blades and so yeah. uh blades instead of uh, feet on both legs yep. so he comparatively he's quite slow out of the blocks racing against people who have one blade and single and, amputee yeah, yeah single amputees um but he closed like lightning green. yeah <laughs> so fast so fast and yeah. so he came from probably seventh or eighth yeah through to second in the in the space of 10 or 15 meters really impressive to watch and clearly he's got the best top end speed so he picked up a great silver medal Happened to win it on the anniversary, no, what was it? I think only a few weeks after his mother passed away, which is really tragic. Um, but yeah, great result. And yeah, very cool. Just earlier uh, yesterday, on Monday, he ran the heat of the 200 metres yep. uh, and ran 21.33. So in 2016, he is ranked uh, as the fourth fastest Kiwi. Wow. Over 200 metres. And he was coming down the home straight having a chat to his competitor. <laughs> so um, as you listen to this on a Tuesday, <clears throat> um, he'll be running his 200 metre final. So Awesome. Yeah, and really he's hopeful. in the 400 as well? Yep, yep. yep. So, um, and this... so you've got to say his two and four are his best events. Yeah. He's yep. looking pretty good for the two. Um, the mm -hmm. four, it's just a matter of whether his endurance stacks up. He'll need yeah. to... I predict he'll need to run a New Zealand record, which is 46.09. Um, that's New Zealand open record. I yeah. predict he'll need to run about that fast to win it. So be really interesting. Amazing. So, yeah. oh, he's that's he's cool. cool. He's cool. They're so, real rock stars too, the, yeah. uh, those Blade Runners. Like. Yeah, they, they're, they're like the... The drummer in the band. Yeah. Or is the drummer the rock star? Yeah, nah, the, the drummer lead, or the lead, lead guitarist. guitarist. Yeah, they're like the lead guitarist. I was a bass player oh, in the yeah. band, and they're not the rock star. No, yeah. I'd, uh, no. I was never in the band, but I feel like if I was, I'd be on the tambourine or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. like that. I love it. Yeah. Um, and just reading on the Athletics New Zealand um, update, um, 
it was Malone said, today was a super special day for me as it is my mum's birthday. She passed away four years ago and I know she would have been so proud. My mates were in the stand and it is really special to have them here to support me. So, um, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Really cool. Excellent. Very special um, day. Rory McSweeney, who's a javelin thrower um, from down south, he picked up uh, third in the javelins. So really cool. We've got a couple more uh, para-athletes to compete over the next week or so. So um, we'll yeah. we'll look forward to telling you all about those fantastic results next week. Yeah, exciting. Mo- moving moving to the mountains? Yeah, Bulgaria. Tell us all about it, Hayden. So uh, the World Mountain Running Champs uh, were on in Bulgaria. Um, and so... This weekend just gone, well, this morning, as mm. we were recording it, uh, was the, the the general classification. Then the previous weekend was the World Masters champs. Ah, yep. Um, so last weekend we actually had John Wyatt, who's um, who's the king of the mountains, really. He in is. New Zealand. He yeah. really is. Um, he finished second in the men's 40 division. Who beat him? This is what I want to know. Yeah. I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's... John Wyatt is amazing, and it's great yeah. that he's still, um, he's basically still a professional runner from what I can tell. Yeah. You know, sixth in the Commonwealth Games over the marathon, Olympian over 5,000 metres. How many world mountain running titles would have he won? I don't know. Seven, he, six, He sort lot. of sent the benchmark for how well you're doing in the race. Yeah. They, they used to call it, um, what was it, minutes behind Jono, so yeah. MBJs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you, that's how well you'd know if you're 10 minutes um, 10 MBJs, then you know that... You're doing pretty well. You're doing all right. Yeah, <laughs> if yeah, If you're yeah. 20, 30, you're not doing so well. Oh, wow. Um, but interesting, in that World Masters race, Stephen Day finished uh, in 22nd. How many MBJs 16 minutes he? behind. Oh, 16. Um, and that's a... That's a huge difference. Uh, yeah, Jono finished in 109. And so wow. anyone who's tried to run with Stephen Day up a hill, um, he is, is very... Uh, very, very strong over the hills. Yeah. Sort of a 112, 111 half marathon. Yeah. So, yeah. Really good runner. Um, and to beat Steve Day by 16 minutes. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> shows he's still in great form. Yeah. Um, so, that was the World Masters uh, Games. And then we moved on to this week, um, which was the World Mountain Running Champs. Sorry, yes. I said World Masters Games. It was the World Ma- Masters. Mountain running champs. Yeah. All right. So uh, the best result from the Kiwis in the mountain running champs was Jack Beaumont in the yeah, juniors. So he did really well. Yeah, really, really well. Um, so he finished in ninth place. Um, it's it quite funny. The, the Ugandans took out the top three, um, totally cleaned up. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of Italians um, who tend to dominate in, in the mountain running world. Yeah. And yeah, Jack Beaumont, really, really strong performance with that ninth place. So he's a big, big hope for the future in the mountain running. We kind of need that next big shining star to come yeah, through. Yeah, we do actually. We um, and and for those who haven't been um, fan geeks of the sport like me for for twenty years, <laughs> um, we back in the nineties were really one of the pioneering nations of mountain running. Yeah, um, really up there in the world. Basically, if you include the men and the women and the juniors, we we had the strongest overall program outside of um, you know bar no one. And a lot of our best athletes 
would do track and, and all of that good stuff but then transition over to mountain running because it was cool. such an exciting event to go and do you know trips to europe and all that sort of stuff yeah we've yeah. fallen a little off the pace and you know a couple of factors that africans have really got into the mountain running game um it's become the sport has become a lot more professional yeah. so it supports a small number of professional elites and uh and our best athletes just aren't flocking to it like they used to yeah yeah moving on um to the other results so at the in the senior race at the world mountain running champ steve day steven day so he, um, 22nd in the veterans and then uh backing up the next weekend to be 74th in the senior men yeah with the young kids that's pretty impressive yeah uh 74th and just a couple of places ahead of dougal thorburn in 81st yep um, and then in the junior women, uh, Emerson Deverell was 22nd and Sophie Smith, 28th. Yep. And then senior women, I'm missing the senior women where Sarah Douglas was 37th in the senior women's. Ah, that's the one I'm missing. So yeah, no, you know, solid, solid results, but not quite where we used to be back in, you know, when we had the, um, you know, Jono and, and, and all those strength, guys yeah. around. So Callum Harland and a few other really strong mountain running specialists. Yeah. And hopefully we're trying to hook up an interview with, with the mountain running crew. So it may be on the end of this show. So yeah. if it is, um, enjoy it. But um, it'll be really cool to hear their thoughts because it is a great uh, event for someone who's maybe not uh, not in that class to go to a World Champs yeah. or a Common Games um, but it's that chance to wear the black singlet. Yeah, yep. well, I think it's a grey singlet or a silver singlet. Yeah, for, for this well, one. It, I mean, um, even to run a marathon at a major championship, you probably need to be able to run four hundred in under fifty-five seconds, which yeah. sounds silly for a marathon. But if you don't have that sort of speed, that raw speed. you're not going to be able to go under thirty for ten k, and you know yeah. it all leads up. You know, mountain running. Forget speed; it's all about strength. Mm. So you know, you, you uh, there's an opportunity for athletes to carve out niches and different aspects of this. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a big fan of this. So, but yeah, anyway, totally. shall we move to some local news? Because it's been quite a busy weekend. Yeah, so much has been happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it sure has. Um, sun-soaked Fung Matar had their annual half marathon, and uh, really good to see Aaron Pulford back running strongly yeah cool a 109 uh and four seconds so just a 109 and change pretty impressive that's kind of aaron pulford's hometown half marathon he's he's from up in the bush around that way um you know hunting pigs and all that good stuff (laughs) so uh reed hunter was second in 111 and uh on the ladies side sally gibbs evergreen sally gibbs taking the win in 122 so she races every weekend, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah. Look, and we <laughs> Seems should, that way. We'll have to do this for a training talk one day. How often yeah. should you race? Yeah. Because, oh, I love it. I love seeing people racing a lot. I'm yeah. not convinced it's the best way to elicit your best, uh, best results long term. But anyway. Yeah. Depends what your goals are, eh? Yeah. Should we talk about the uh, Red Stag Relays? Do you know, uh, have you ever done this event? Never done it. Oh, it sounds a, cool, though. It's a great um, kind of road slash trail running relay. Yeah. Um, so there's a five kilometer loop. They call it the Long Mile in Rotorua. So in Rotorua. Yeah, cool. in the Redwoods. Um, really scenic, beautiful run. You have to run it in road shoes, I think, but it's yep. kind of 
most of it's really soft underfoot, oh, almost nice. cross country. Yeah. Really well attended by all of the clubs in the Waikato Bay Plenty and often pulls up teams. Like a lot of the records belong to Wellington and Auckland clubs. And this year, Pakaranga made a trip down and they absolutely smashed it. They won the senior men's uh, and the masters men's and the junior uh, men and women. So, wow. yeah, really strong performance by Pakaranga. And they gearing up their yeah, road relays too, they are, aren't they? They are. So they would yeah. have used this as a bit of a tune-up and slash selection race yep. for road relays. Which, which is, is in Rotorua yeah, this year. Yeah, so, and it's quite yeah. common for this race to, to, to act as that. Um, the senior woman can't. Oh, Olivia Ritchie was the, the quickest. Yeah, good time, 19.17 for 5K. Michael Voss, the fastest man in 15.46. So pretty good running all around in Rotorua and really look forward to the road relay results. And when is that, did you say? Uh, October 1st, I okay. want to say. Early yep. October. So, yeah, very exciting. three weeks away. Yep. Um, Polaris Half Marathon in Wellington. Tell us about it, Hayden. Uh, yeah, so we had a, a few tempo fitters down there running the Polaris half. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hiro uh, Tanimoto uh, won in one twelve. Um, so he's good running. Yeah, he's the Japanese guy who's um, potentially moved over here or just living here for a while. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and he was just ahead of Daniel Clendon in one fourteen, and then Chris Warham in one fifteen. And Chris runs for Takapuna, so ah, yeah, cool. Just a trip down for the weekend. And in the ladies, Emma Bassett in one thirty-one, um, followed by Rachel Vance in one thirty-four, and Nicola Hankinson, um, just a few seconds after her. Excellent running. Um, one I found really interesting was the Governor's Bay to Littleton ten-kilometer race in Christchurch. Um, of course, Daniel Belkin, um, who we hope to get on the show either this week or the week after. Um, yeah. Daniel Balkan won the national 10-kilometer road race championships. Just uh, last weekend. Just last weekend. But uh, this weekend passed, um, not to put too fine a point on it, but got absolutely smashed by Oscar Inkster Baines, who won the 10K in 30-18. So beating Daniel by uh, 48 seconds, which is, you know, absolutely phenomenal. So Oscar's obviously in good form. He'll be... Uh, you know, he made the decision not to go to nationals. He'll he'll stick by that, but obviously wanted to get in a good blowout. So uh, really good, and looking forward to seeing uh, how Oscar goes. I'm guessing he's going to run Auckland. Auckland half or yeah, something, would you say? Yeah, yeah there's going to be a big showdown there because I think Daniel's coming up, I remember seeing oh, in, okay. in his interview, possibly. Mm. Um, or was that Jono Jackson? I can't remember. But it, All three would be great. Th- that's the usual... Usual way of doing it, National Cross, National Roads, and then Auckland Half Auckland Marathon. Half. That's, yep. that's where most of the big guns go. Yeah. So, cool. yeah, great stuff. Um, on the women's side, Angela White uh, winning in 39-35. So good running. Awesome. Um, the to Dunedin. Yeah, the 38th running of the Cadbury Dunedin Marathon. And young, uh, oh, I say young, it's not young anymore, Jonah Smith. Um, who was a, a fairly good junior back in the day, won the junior uh, 10 kilometer championships on the track. Um, he won the marathon down there in a new PB, 241.25. Cool. So given he was a junior in 2013, that, you know, he can't be any older than 22 or 23. Yeah. So great to see him running nice. uh, some uh, fairly serious marathon. And did you know age. with the Cadbury mar- Marathon, you need to eat a block of chocolate every kilometer? That's not true. Yeah. 
but great to see if only it was true yeah well no i like it's great to see yeah. a, a new zealand company supporting a new zealand event so yeah, i'm a, I'm a yeah. big fan of that yeah. so go cadbury well done um he bet in peter codgery uh, in 248 sean barlow was third in 249 so pretty good running on the men's side on the women's side a name you hear a lot on this show another lady who races a lot mel aitken um who picked up third in the new zealand marathon championship won this one in 301.44 from Megan Grant, who was in 309, and Catherine Barker in 318. So pretty good running from the ladies. Um, one of the better times of the day, Sam Reeford. I haven't seen him race in a while. Yeah. So he popped back, popped up, uh, and did the half marathon in 11010. So nice. yeah. Good to see Sam Reeford back on the scene. Um and look forward to hopefully seeing him race a bit more in the future. So um, and on the women's side, Sally Hines, first woman in one twenty point two three nine. So, yeah, really fast half marathon times down there. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice flat course as well along along the harbour. It's a really definitely one to to get sometimes if you get a good day. Yeah, uh, it could potentially go very yeah, bad. I've only the, been to Dunedin once, and um. Seems like a nice city. I wouldn't want to live there, <laughs> but yeah, I might have to go down and 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 check out a race down there. One yeah, time. yeah, yeah. It's an interesting little. We place. did the Dunedin Marathon once and um, did the marathon, then went into Queenstown for a few days in Wanaka yep. and went snowboarding and stuff. So yeah, which was a good idea until you try to snowboard on marathon legs. <laughs> yeah, not so good. Not <laughs> yeah, so not good. so good. And so but that is quite a cool little. That holiday. is yeah. all of the racing that happened in New Zealand. There was no other <laughs> race or result of any significance at all. Was there? Um, oh, yeah. just that little one yesterday. The, the I did a little nor- run. Oh, you ran? Yeah, it. I actually did. Ah, <laughs> North Shore Marathon. So, so hold the phone. I'm I'm here talking with the winner. Of the Shall I just go North and get Shore him? Marathon? No, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's you. It's you. You're not wearing your medal around your neck, or no, you didn't bring your trophy no. in. No. So the... for those who don't know what I'm babbling about, uh, the North Shore Marathon was on the weekend, and um, my esteemed co-host Hayden Sherman took out the win. Yeah. So Hayden, I know you're kind of um, you had a plan heading into this race. It was and a I bit was about redemption, it like yeah. crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> But look, in your own words, tell us about your day and were you happy with the result? Yeah, totally. So, uh, I mean, ultimately this was about um, completing a marathon after doing my first ever DNF a couple of years ago in the Queenstown Marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to finish. Um, but I also knew that the course record was a little over 250. So I was like, oh, I could... I could sort of take it easy-ish and still um, still claim that that record, and by easy-ish I mean um, still still really hard, but just not not going all out. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of the plan on the start line. Um, took off and immediately sort of found myself running by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a, a solo affair. Had one of our tempo fitters about. A minute or so back for the first half, and um, yep, yeah, and then that was that was kind of it. Um, and a classic, it's a classic race because it's one of those smaller community races. Like it's definitely yep. not one of the big ones in New Zealand, um, like the, the Aucklands or the Christchurches. Yeah, um, but like there's no no crowds at six in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> there's yep. a few people walking their dogs, and and in fact, like 
dogs are walking across the the path with like a, a long leash and you're like people are looking at you like well you're just out on your on your sunday yeah. morning jog yeah why are you looking so cross <laughs> And I had this, it was real funny, at the 39K mark, I actually had this lady um, say to me, like, where are you running to? And I just ignored it because I was in yeah. in the hurt locker. I was 39K into a marathon. And yeah. she's like, oh, it's going to be like that, is it? <laughs> and so sorry to that lady, whoever I totally offended. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was sure she's not in the mood for the talking yeah. and stopping and explaining what I was up to. Um, <laughs> yeah. So look, yeah. You, you, it looks like you had a great race. You took the win in 248.41. Yep. So it gives you the win and the race record. Yeah. Um. Tell you what, I feel a bit sorry for uh, the guy in second place, David Chamberlain, because it looks like he's had a good race. He ran two fifty five. Yeah, yeah. He's probably before the race thinking, ah, oh, I'm in pretty good form. I'm going to give this <laughs> yeah. a real good crack. And then you show up and shatter his dreams. Uh, what do you have to say to poor, uh, poor sorry. David? <laughs> sorry, yeah, Dave. But it, it could have easily happened to me as well. Like I, yeah, yeah. I decided I'll go out at about <laughs> 2.48 pace, 2.49, so I can get the record. Yeah. But if someone turned, someone could have easily turned up and ran 2.40. Yeah. Um, so it's the, the nature of these races. You never know who's going to be there on the day. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, everything kind of went to... Went to plan pretty much. I ran the first half a little bit faster than intended, but it's quite hilly, so I didn't know um, quite how to pace myself. So mm-hmm. got to the end of the second half and took over 122, and so I had some time up my sleeve. Yeah. Um, and then from there, just um, so it kind of took it a bit easier. So mm-hmm. I walked to the aid stations and, um, yeah, and felt felt good, except for the last 6K, just get a little bit, little bit heavy in the legs and a little bit crampy and, and yep. all that. Um, but, yeah, finished nice and strong. And it was a beautiful day on the shore. It was, yep. it was great. Yeah, so stoked. That's, that's actually my first ever win for a marathon. Oh, brilliant. Um, so it was pretty cool. Take um, that all day yeah. long. And uh, did you, you know, I saw you swagged a bit of a trophy. Yeah, they had a massive old trophy. So. Do you get to keep that or just No, that... got to hand it back, oh, um, yeah. which is probably a good thing because my daughter Florence really likes it and so she wants to play with it all the time. So yeah. she'll probably end up damaging it. Yep, good, good. <laughs> so I should probably give it back to Dion before, yeah. <laughs> before something <laughs> happens to it. And so you weren't the only winner on the day um, in the ladies' race? Yeah, so in the ladies' um, we had Fleur Cutfield uh, come home in 335 uh, for the win. And then I Osugi um, in 339 and Ray Barker in 349. And I should also mention that Doug Watson, um, one of our Tempo Fit crew, he came through in just a tick over three hours. Ah, as well. Has he broken three hours before? No. Oh, no. Wow. So he had to stop and walk a couple of times with oh. some cramping, I think it was. Um, so yeah, poor guy. He was on track. Oh, you've got a, to think if he does yeah. a slightly faster course, he'll smash that three-hour barrier yeah, because yeah. Do, yeah. doesn't the race involves like sand crossings and all sorts of stuff? Yeah, you right? run Quite on a few hills. You run on the beach four times. Um, yep. Yeah, it's probably about three k worth of beach you run on. Yeah, um, it's about four hundred meters of climbing. Um, but the course is also a little bit short, according to most GPS readings. So it's so a 600 oh, meters short. So don't, don't get but, me started on the GPS <laughs> people. But anyway. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's a really zigzaggy course. So GPSs don't handle. Yep. They usually underestimate zigzaggy courses. So yep. um, yeah, 
who knows? It's probably a bit of both. Slight, yeah. Slightly, a little bit short, a little bit GPS not handling it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Cool. It's good. Good day on the shore. Yeah, fun day at the office. Yeah. Excellent. So um, we're going to take a bit of a break and we'll be back soon. All right. All right. So on training talk today, we wanted to talk about the unexpected things that happen during races. And so yeah. we have our top five unexpected problems that have occurred to us have actually occurred to us and i'll yeah. let you start first because you've got some that actually happened to you this weekend at yeah the North all, Shore marathon all my three are from from yesterday i'm sure there's some others that have happened during races but these are the yeah. main ones um that i could um pull out that are at the top of my mind so first of all we're coming along and you run through takapuna grammar as part of the course yeah um and i think we must have caught the marshals off a bit uh, off guard a little because we came through maybe a little early are you are you um, subtly trying to say that you're <laughs> so fast that the race wasn't prepared for your speed something like that yeah uh, yeah i'm sure that's what it was <laughs> um, <laughs> so we came through and coming through the school and there's one of those just little chains going across the the driveway yeah and so you just had to jump the chain it was like a i don't know two foot high chain yeah maybe not even that high knee height yeah um and so not a big deal but you don't expect chains to be across, yeah. across the course. Um, and then a few few kilometres on, um, running up North Head, um, uh, you're sort of running around on, on the grass and, and the trail's not extremely clear where to go when you're just out by yourself and there's no like lead b- bike to follow and you're kind of, you're, you're focusing more on your running than looking out for the arrows. Yeah. So I navigated the first time around there, uh, perfect. And then the second time around, when you think you should know where to go, yeah, I took the wrong direction. Yeah, came around the corner and like, ah, oh, that's a tunnel. <laughs> yeah, I'm not supposed to go through so any you, tunnels. So you had gone the wrong way. Yeah, I'd gone yeah. the wrong way, and it and, was probably only a I don't know, a 10, 15 meter diversion. Yeah, um, but it was like, yeah, turn around. And quick, so this, get back is, on track. this is actually really common, especially in the latter part of races, because runners' brain kicks in yeah yeah and even otherwise intelligent people can't follow simple directions <laughs> you see arrows and backwards and yeah yeah <laughs> all yeah. sorts of things I, that that reminds me of a somewhat similar but completely different thing that happened to me once um, yeah i ran a season of cross country with fielding mower harriers nice yeah. um and so um you know all of their races are run on um, Manawatu farmlands yeah and cool. i did uh did one race where i was out and had a bit of a commanding lead over the field um and then i came up over a crest and all of the markers had been knocked over by cows <laughs> and i just and i could see some markers on the ground and then the cows had obviously dragged some yeah. away and so i just had no idea where the course was and i that is had awesome. to slow down and let the person who was in seconds catch up so we could by consensus go in the same place because yeah. I, I wasn't confident enough just to head towards the where i thought it went so i'm like oh if i slow down and if we both go the wrong way then we'll both yeah but anyway yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you've got one That's more brilliant um yeah so a little bit later in the race I, I was running along went to pick up a glass of water and and carry on and oh, a cup of water yeah and picked it up and it was empty and by the time i realized it's empty i'd passed the the drink station and so no drink station didn't want to go back and and get i probably could have but yeah, yeah. just carried on no um, yeah 
bit of a bit of a disappointment when you go to put it to your lips and there's nothing in yeah, it. Yeah, and your 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 mouth is all ready for the for the delicious, refreshing. You yeah, know, yeah. And then nothing. Yeah, nothing. And the guy's like, "Oh, sorry, bro, that one was empty." <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, cheers, man. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, there are three sort of unexpected things that occurred mm. to me. And they sort of have the potential to throw you a little bit. Uh, yeah. You've got one one more? Yeah, it happened to me in a club race in the Waikato years and years ago. I was yeah. still a teenager, but um, I was running a race and we were on the footpath, which I don't think you would do that nowadays, health and safety. But yeah. anyway, a car backed out of its driveway um, without really looking and ran into the side of my legs. And so wow. I got, got hit by a car, which sounds dramatic. Yeah. But actually, I kind of mostly avoided it, and it didn't really hurt me. Um, but I was in the race, and then um, he he pulled out and, and started driving and ended up driving past me. And so I kind of hurled some abuse at him. I was Did really... flicking the bird? Oh, all of that <laughs> and more. So I kind of like... When I got hit, I didn't want to stop and yell at him then because I was in a race. But then yeah. when he drove past, I had to take the opportunity to really... I was quite wound up, like really, oh, oh, because, you know, something has gone wrong. And so yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, and just the adrenaline was pumping. And then he went past and I just was yelling at him and kind of picked up my speed. And like I, in my head, I wanted to like run next to his car and bang on the window or something, but <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't get there. And then as soon as he pulled off into the distance, I had like a huge adrenaline dump and I was like, Oh, oh. <laughs> and so I'd built up all this energy, um, yeah, after yeah. being hit. And then, um, right after that, I was like, Oh, and I lost all of my energy and I actually had a terrible race. So got yeah. beaten by people who would otherwise normally not beat me, and oh, it, was, it was really annoying. So, you know, yeah, when, interesting. When things yeah. like that, like obviously my example, that last one is a bit extreme. You yeah. know, normally things that bad won't happen, but what will happen is something. Something will yeah, happen yeah. during the course of a race. You were saying before, yeah. it's like it's like a wedding. Yeah. Well, there's this saying that um, three things will go wrong on your wedding day. So yeah. And you can almost bank on them happening. I yeah. think when when I had my wedding day, we had our three things go wrong. Our sound guy rode off his van on the way down to the venue. Yeah. Um, so we had to go and pick him up and get all this new sound gear and stuff and um, opened up one of the groomsmen's shirt and it's not black. It's actually blue. Oh, yeah, <laughs> all yeah, this yeah. sort of stuff. Um, yeah. So it's the same with a running race. You can almost guarantee that three things are going to go wrong and it's just a matter of how big those three things yeah. are. Well, and how, um, how do you deal with those? Yeah. Because for everyone, something's going to go wrong and you don't want, you've put all this time and effort into the training beforehand and you don't want it to affect the outcome. So, yeah, you know, how how do you deal with that? Yeah, totally. And and also to put it into perspective, like uh, talking to Dion last week, um, you know, he was kind of saying that one little thing can, uh, one marshal just getting one little thing wrong can upset the apple cart. So it's not like it's just happens at these small club events or no. community races. It happens at the big races as well. And um, I've heard, you know, big races over overseas where water was not taken to the marathon course because the water truck broke down. Yeah. Huge, huge um, mistake. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it can happen anywhere. Um, yeah, so so how do you deal with it? I think the the main thing is a, having that expectation that it is going to happen. Um, there is going to be problems that arise and you need to go into it 
with that expectation and and just holding holding your race lightly that um your identity isn't caught up in this thing called running it's something that you do mm. um and if if things fall apart um a it's not the end of the world because you can probably just keep on going and your knee probably won't break from the car driving into it yeah um but b even if something does happen and you aren't able to race to your potential that life is still good yeah. you're probably going to be okay yeah 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 I, w- I would expand on that and say some of us are lucky to have this kind of casual relaxed mindset throughout our lives yeah. um, i'm not one of those people <laughs> i'm pretty highly strung um but when i go into a race particularly one that is important i i think what i recommend and what i do do is is to go into it with a really really calm mindset yeah and, cool. and just tell myself that no matter what happens i'm gonna be cool yeah. It's going to be fine. And that's been really helpful to me. One, it's cut out pre-race anxiety because what are you anxious about? You're anxious about things going wrong. Well, if you can just tell yourself, hey, things might go wrong, it's going to be cool. Yeah. I'm going to be fine. Um, it, it's It's been huge for me. It took me years to uh, to come to this point in, in my running. So Totally. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I, I think it's really important. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And runners in general, I think, tend to be a bit more like me if not high strung we tend to have ocd characteristics or um you know we're we're not the most laid back chilled people in the world runners um or it it tends to attract um you know type a personalities um so yeah people who have a competitive streak and mm, want to get the best out of themselves yeah yeah um, so um, having learning something from a more relaxed uh friends and family is really yeah. beneficial that's cool and i think um one one tool that if people do find this a struggle is um we've we've just done a mindful parenting course which has been really interesting Ooh. um and and one of the te- techniques they use is i'll probably butcher this um but from from memory a l l so a acknowledge the the emotion that you're experiencing so Okay, you've just been hit by a car in the middle of a running race, anger. <laughs> yeah. And then um then you link that emotion so y- you say um hello emotion of of angriness. <laughs> um it, it makes perfect sense that you're here given the fact that you've just been hit by a car in the middle of a running race. Yeah. And given the fact that you wanted to run a PB today, it makes perfect sense that you're angry. Yeah. And then you go and so you, you've acknowledged the feeling and you've not acknowledged the emotion. You said it's okay, and then you just let it go and you have this time where you just pause and, and say, "Sweet, yeah." And then it's funny when you go through this mental process, you actually are able to really process those emotions really well, mm, mm. Um, a lot quicker than you would if you sort of just spend all your time venting and flicking birds. At- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of tools out there like that that you can use, which is really cool. Yeah, you brilliant. Dig into it. That's really helpful. Awesome. So after this, we may or may not have some interviews. So there may be an interview with some of the world mountain running champs. Um, and there may also be an interview with 
Daniel Belkin. Daniel Belkin. He yeah. said yes. It's just I'm not very organised. Yeah. So. so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Look. Um. And <laughs> either way, we've got um some great content lined up over the next few months. So um we hope you're enjoying the show. Um we are certainly enjoying bringing it to you. So as always, if you've got any feedback, um hit us up at krs yep, at, at tempofit.org. Um, and we love your feedback. Love to hear your thoughts. Um, yeah, look. and also on tempofit.org, you can uh, you can post comments on each of the shows. So if you want to join in the discussion, um, share some thoughts that maybe you have further to what we've what we've talked about, um, feel free to jump on there and add those. And also, don't forget to tell your friends about it. We're still um, spreading the word about this this podcast and want to um, let everyone know who is in the New Zealand running community about it. So thanks again for tuning in and happy running, everyone. Take care. So on the phone with me uh, from Frankfurt, they're kind of on a stopover on their way back from the World Mountain Running Champs, is the, the team of the, the World Mountain Running Champs. So w- welcome along, guys. Welcome to the show. Thanks, oh, thanks for having us. Now, first of all, Warren, I'll, I'll start with you. You're, you're the team leader, so Warren Drought has been um, been looking after our team over there in, where was it, Bulgaria. So yeah. do you want to tell us, for those who don't know, um, what the what the World Mountain Running Champs is, how it's, what sort of distances you run, um, yeah, and, and where it sits in the big big scheme of things? Okay, um, World Mountain Running is, is actually very, or very strong in Europe yeah. in particular, and that, um, makes it difficult for us because we've got such long hauls and, and, and travelling, etc. to get there. But um, basically there's four courses. There's a junior woman's course. Um, this year was um, just under four kilometres. Uh, senior woman and junior men were 7.3, and the senior men were just a tick over 12 kilometres. Yeah. Um, they are changing it to try, and, to try and balance it up a little bit. So next year, junior juniors, both men and women, will change to somewhere between five and six kilometres. And the senior men, senior women will be somewhere between 10 and 12. Yeah. Um, it, it, needs, it needs to have a, a, a ascend, ascend, descend um, gradient of somewhere around about 100 metres per kilometre. Wow. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, so that's pretty much in a nutshell. But every two years, it's uh, it's an all up course. Every second and the years in between, it's up down. Yeah. Cool. Um, so so it is run every year. The the event. Yeah, it's run every yep. year. Yep. And this was the thirty second year that it's been run this year. Awesome. In Sapporo, Bundya. Oh, brilliant! And this was the the mostly up year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this year, the senior men's course was twelve and a half kilometres, and it had fourteen hundred metres of ascent. Wow! Wow! That's that's a fair, that's a fair old climb. So, um, yeah, Warren. Before we, oh, probably we, the other thing to mention. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say the other thing to mention is um, New Zealand's got a pretty strong history in mountain running with um, yeah, absolutely. Like Jonathan White being six times world champion, Melissa Moon and Kate McElroy and the likes. So, um. Yeah, it's as well as Europe being strong occasionally, New Zealand can be strong too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we are um, perfectly suited for producing mountain runners given the terrain that we we typically run on. Um, so, Warren, do you want to kind of explain how the, how the process gets as far as naming the team and how to get selected? Um, 
because it's not like the uh, the Olympics or the Commonwealth Games where you usually have to run a certain time because courses are all so different. So um, how does that kind of work and um, give some maybe people who are thinking they'd like to do an event like this a bit of an idea of what's what's involved? Uh, sure. Um, basically, it's um, the team is selected off, off the National um, Mountain Running Championships. Um, this year they were in Queenstown and they're going back there next year. Um, it is going to be a little. Bit, it is going to be a little bit earlier next year, looking at um, March. Yeah. Um, because the worlds uh, will be in um, Italy on the 30th of July next year, which is unusual. It's normally the beginning of September. Sure. Yeah. Um, so that is the selection race. Um, obviously, the team when we take them away each year, um, results from from worlds sort of give us a little bit of an indication that as you said it is a little bit difficult to base it on times because every course is different so yeah um we've got to look at, at, at previous results um how we've performed at each level um and how our, our how athletes who are coming into the sport um compared to those who have, who have actually competed previously awesome yeah Oh, that, that's good to know. So it's not just a matter of sort of getting top three at New Zealand mountain running champs. There needs to be some other um, uh, other gauge or? Yeah, well, we, we, certainly, we certainly look to that. And, and, and ideally, if we, can, if we can take teams away and that, we, we will. Yeah. Um, but obviously, there's got to be um, some sort of, you know, like some sort of standard of that. So, yeah. Um, but as I said before, we don't get huge numbers in that because of it's, it's, it's well, we've had some great mountain runners in the past, but it's not necessarily a, a strongly recognised sport yeah. at home. Um, but it's something that we're hoping to develop. Um, so teams, teams from next year, um, we're looking at if we can take uh, four athletes at each level, yep. um, three athletes counting. Um, awesome. So this year we we didn't have a we didn't have a team, okay. Um, as in as in each level, so we had six athletes, but we didn't have enough to, to count to make a, a team per race. Yeah, which, okay. Um, we were actually looking at our two junior girls in particular. Um, we had two. We needed three for a team. Um, sure. They finished twenty second and twenty eight. If we'd had a third one that had finished somewhere in that in that vicinity and that we probably would have beaten uh, the USA team so wow. we're certainly capable of doing it but um, like I say we just need to get the numbers really yeah absolutely and is it a self-funded tour or is there yeah it is the athletes fund it themselves yeah. yeah so it's definitely do it for the love of it kind of thing um, yeah well oh, cool. I, I mean I really hope it, it, it does get more interested because trail running is really booming in New Zealand and um, obviously it's the perfect breeding ground for getting nice and strong in those hills so yeah let's let's hope in the future we um, we uncover more more John O'Wyatt's and Melissa Moons um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. so I'll um, I should introduce Stephen Day, who's who's on the phone as well, and he um, piped in just just earlier in the conversation. But um, Stephen was in the the senior men's event, um, and I, I know last week weekend you were in the World Masters running champs as well. So um, 
first of all, Steve, congratulations on your run and um, tell us a little bit about how the race went today. Um, yeah, it was tough. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, I mean, at the start, we were down in a little village called Saparava Banya and um, they line all the countries across the front and of the roads and sort of one country at a time they put on the start line and then when they all realise they're not all going to fit, they start picking and pushing and shoving and oh, no. turns into a real fight. Yeah. And everyone sprints off and then hits the hill and realises that sprinting probably wasn't such a smart idea. <laughs> um, so Brilliant. Dougal and I were back and we kind of slowly worked our way through the field. and Because um, what, it's about 150 about, runners or so in the senior men's? I think so, yeah. It was around about there, yeah. So yeah. Um, at about halfway, I'd worked myself up to about... 54th I think and I was feeling good and then nice. suddenly I wasn't feeling good um, and <laughs> I bet that can happen slower, faster slower. than a mountain running race yeah. the last 2k were up a real gravelly they were kind of directly underneath a ski lift and it was about 300 metres of climb over the last less than 2 kilometres oh wow yeah. so I was most on my hands and knees until um, a Japanese runner that I knew from previous races came past and I thought, I can't let him beat me and <laughs> kind of managed to drag myself to the finish line just in front of him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, well done. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I probably didn't run technically the best race, but um, I knew when I got to the end, it was I'd definitely given it my all. So, you know, that's about as much as I'm hoping for. Yeah, awesome. And... Um, is it mostly trails, or or are you is some of it on road, or um, yeah, is it what's the it, sort of technical factor like? Normally, um, yeah, normally it's predominantly off road, and um, so this course had a mixture of grass and rocks and dirt, and then you pop out of the road a bit, and there might be a real fast sprint down a little downhill bit, and then you're suddenly going back up the rocky, um, tree rooty climbs. Sure. Yeah. Um, so it was a real mix. It was you had some real grunty hard bits, and then some bits where you were really flying along. Awesome, cool. I think um, particularly the the course that um, Sarah and Jack ran had a real flyer at the start because it was quite flat, and then the last bit was that real steep finish. Yeah, yeah. Wow, really kicking up. Um, and for you, what were sort of your expectations going into the race? Um, did you have a goal as far as place is concerned or were you just sort of trying to get the best out of you yourself as you could um i really wanted to place better than i did last year so last year okay. i was 54th and so i was hoping for top 50 and yeah you yeah. know the new zealand selection criteria i think said um capable of 30 30th place so i guess that was my yeah. stretch goal and i thought at halfway it was a possibility but it didn't happen um and you know, you go along to a race like that, you don't know any of the people, so you've just got to run your best and um, ignore the opposition to an extent. Yeah, um, absolutely. But as always, the goal was to beat all the Australians, and um, <laughs> sadly, one of them passed me with about a kilometre to go, so oh, that was another failed Aussies. goal. <laughs> but I got the other three. I got yeah. three, three out of four. Oh, good work. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and that was my other question was around how you pace a, a mountain running race because obviously it's not like a marathon where you're staring at a Garmin seeing how, seeing what your splits are doing. Um, so how do you kind of gauge your effort level and, and work out if you're going too hard at the start um, and all that? 
Um, well, I mean, I don't know what the other guys think, but I think you just kind of have to run off effort. You can't really look at your watch too much. You've got yeah. to have a sense of whether you've got enough energy to, if another hill pops around the corner and surprises you, you're still able to go up it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's one of the interesting things about mountain running is, is you really, you never know exactly what you're going to get till you get there. It's, um, yeah. And as Stephen said, you know, like you, you're putting in an effort. Um, I think experience sort of teaches you that that um, to be able to gauge when effort is too much or, or not enough. Um, and as Stephen said, if, if you overdo it, you tend to um, suffer later on. But yeah. Um, I think experience, we got to the course in that early and, and, and a number of days before and, and we're able to have a good look at the course and we had discussions and it was a little bit faster than we expected Okay. Um, in, in some areas. Yeah. Um, you, train, you train the best you can, but the difficulty is like a lot of the European teams, um, they go and have a look at the course a month, six weeks out, so they know exactly what they're getting. Yeah, you we, can do Because we've got so far to travel it. Yeah, because we've got so far to travel, it's difficult for us to go and have a look at the course. So it's a little bit of an unknown. And, um, you know, the, the course last year, and Stephen um, considered himself, well, he, he, he felt that he was probably stronger on uphill courses. But, yeah, yeah. Um, and he went very well. He went very well. Last year, the up and down course seemed to suit him, and, and he had a, an outstanding run, you know. So. Absolutely. You just don't know until you get there, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can say that if um, if seventy odd runners are finishing ahead of Steve Day on a mostly uphill course, they must be pretty fit because I've tried to hang on to Steve a couple of times on on these hill runs around Wellington. Um, he, he definitely moves pretty pretty well up the hills. So is um, is Jack Beaumont near near the phone? Are we able to? Um, yeah, that's right here. To grab him. Hi. Oh, hi there, Jack. Um, great, Sorry, great to have you. Twenty seconds. So. Oh, cool. No problem. Yeah, it's Jack. Awesome. Hey, how you going? Hey, yeah, good. Thanks, Jack. Um, great to have you on the show, and congrats for your uh, for your top ten run at the World Mountain Running Champs. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. How, tell us how the the race unfolded, and did you get a glimpse of the the lead? Was there a bit of a pack at the start? It was a it was a pretty quick start. We had a a tough field. We had uh, three Ugandans in our race who kind of uh, took off um, yeah, they sort of and uh, put on a pace. Yeah, and so they, I think they ended up, you know, a, at least a few minutes uh, ahead of any other country in the race. But uh, wow, um, yeah, it was a tough, yeah, tough race for me. Uh, with the, the first five k not being um, as steep as I would like. So it was a, more of like a cross country. So it was, you know, people uh, who were quick track runners really uh, did well on that first five k. But it was in the the last two k where it, um, where Stephen said it's quite steep, where I uh, made up the ground and managed to take a top ten position, but, which is I was pretty happy with. But uh, I was planning on trying to medal this year, but I didn't didn't expect the Ugandans and uh, yeah, uh, but it was good. One of whom was an 8.20 sleeper. Oh wow, yeah, so pretty quick mover. Um, oh man, well that sounds like an awesome race and for for those who um, haven't heard of you, do you want to give a bit of a, a background of, of kind of how you got into the sport? Um, did, did you kind of start with the sort of cross-country track background or have you always been into the, the trails and the hills? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I just, I've, 
yes, since I was younger, I've been doing track and cross country, but being based in Southland and being in kind of Queenstown a bit, I did a, a decent amount of running on the mountains um, and I enjoyed it. So I decided last year I'd give the, the New Zealand mountain running a chance, uh, New Zealand mountain running chance to go and uh, Brilliant. did well and for the world's last year and so yeah I mean, it's definitely going to be something I'll stick with and I, I think it's my uh, um, best uh, discipline in running I think yeah yeah very cool uh, we needed we need to get it added to the Winter Olympics um, we need something like that in there I, I imagine though if you're running up a mountain in the middle of winter it might be a bit slippery but <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll, I think we'll see uh, what happens I'm trying to get in there um, at the moment, but yeah, they. I think, I think they have to get seventy countries participating in the uh, world mountain running before they decide to put it in the Olympics. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, oh, very yeah. cool. And, and for yourself, how do you kind of train for your your mountain running? Do you just find a big old hill and rup, run up and down it a few times, or what? What's your um, What's your approach? Yeah, pretty much. I just convert all of my um, training, which I do on the track or cross country up hills so I, i've yeah. changed my intervals to doing intervals up hills i'll do my my long runs up the hills and so yeah it's not too much different it's just running on hills pretty much <laughs> yeah. Mountains. yeah yeah nice and do you have any um this is a big question that people always ask me but do you have any special techniques for running uphill um any little secrets you can give the audience um, um, not, not really. Uh, I, th I just um, kind of shortening a stride and uh, getting the knee lift a bit more. I think on those steep events is uh, yeah. quite important. Uh, that's all that I've really noticed. Yeah. Awesome. And, and do you have a certain moment where you switch over to walking, or are you one of the guys that just keeps on grinding up with the the running? Uh, Sorry, what do, you, do you walk? Do you have a moment when you walk? Uh, no, I try not to. No, uh, yeah. I haven't done had many races. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Oh, no, that, that's good. If, if you can get up running, then then that's always a, a good sign that you're nice and strong. Well, um, thanks heaps, guys, for um, for tuning in and um, making this interview happen. I re really do appreciate it. I know you're kind of between flights and at the airport, so it's a massive um, massive help to us, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners will be stoked to hear how you guys got on, and um, hopefully it's given them a bit of a taste and um, maybe whet some appetites so they can um, go down to Queenstown to the, the National Champs next year and um, see if they can join the team. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if the more we can get along, the better. It's, it's it's interesting. Some some athletes turn up and surprise themselves to that and find that it's it's actually their strongest discipline um, in athletics. So um, yeah, definitely, if they can get along and, and have a go, um, yeah, and, and they can do it in numbers and that, we can really start building our teams and and, and start being really really competitive overseas to help build what these guys are. Um, working hard to do at the moment yeah awesome yeah i really hope so and um safe travels for for you guys and um yeah we'll, we'll catch up no doubt when when you get back cheers thank you See you, Hayden.